0: Is that a yes? The light would have been good. Okay. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. We're very glad you're with us uh, as uh, the time change has not affected our ability to be technically savvy (laughs) in any way. So uh, uh, we're glad you're here. We uh, are going to continue on in a series we're doing called From Nothing to Something. And the idea for this series uh, it came out of First Peter two ten, uh, where where Peter says uh, that once we were not a people, but now we are the people of God, and we have sort of looked through the first chapter of First Peter, where Peter talks about the benefits and the blessings of being a follower of Christ, and and uh, it's been you know a great journey, things that we've looked at and how amazing it is and how blessed we are, and last week we moved into the second chapter of First Peter. And in this chapter, Peter's going to um, just sort of bring it all into a place of how this amazing life we have in Christ, uh, how, how it ultimately springs out of us into the world around us and impacts the world around us. So last week we talked, uh, the first few verses of second, uh, First Peter 2, we talked about the goodness of the Lord and how important it is for n- to know that the Lord is good. And this is the best life uh, available in the universe. Uh, nothing compares with being a follower of Christ. And then at the end of the message, I talked about the importance of reading your Bibles every day, that, that we need to, we grow as we sort of take in the Word of God. And I encouraged you to make it a part of your regular practice and how important that was. Today, we're going to look at verses 4 through 6 of the second chapter of First Peter, and we're going to talk about... Um, the way that we perceive our relationship with God. How we perceive Him and how important it is and how that impacts everything that we do. So that's where we're heading. That's the intro. Transition, always a bad joke or two or three. I went to the zoo the other day and uh, you may not believe this but I saw eight large baguettes in a cage. And I said to the zoo caper, what's going on? And he told me that they were bred in captivity. No. Nothing. What do you call an animal that only walks in straight lines? Nocturnal. Nocturnal. Still nothing. Okay. It's it's difficult to say what uh, Joey's wife does for a living. She sells seashells at the seashore. All right, never mind. Scripture reading. I roared at that one myself, but that's me. I'm not right. 1 Peter 2, 4 through 6. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone. And the one who trusts in Him will never be put to shame. Blessed be the word of the Lord. So in these verses, uh, Peter tells us that Jesus is the living stone rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to Him. And then Peter likens us to living stones that God is building into a spiritual household to be a holy priesthood. So like Jesus, we're also chosen by God and precious to Him. That's the connection that Peter's making. In, in the same way, like living stones, Jesus the living stone, but like living stones, we also are, are chosen by God and precious to Him. And these, those ideas are so important for us to take in because of how it impacts our relationship with Him and impacts the way that we live this life in the world around us. So let's hop into point number one. God chooses you. God chooses you. First Peter 2, 4 and 5 I want to read that part again. As you come to him the living stone rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him you also like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So God chooses you. Um, this is important for us to get because sometimes I think we get the idea that that we just sort of happened our way into the kingdom, that um, it was really about everybody else, and we're just kind of fortunate that we we got in. We're you know it's good that we got in, but but you know we think wow we're we're uh, that was really really fortunate, and uh, and then we start thinking that we have to like earn this whole process all the time. And so now, you know, I got to work really hard and got to perform really well. But but see, that's that's not how it works. God actually chose you to be a part of this thing, uh, this life in Him, the the church, uh, His family. Um, God chose you. He picked you. Uh, he would have done it just for you. You, were, you mattered that much to Him. And so uh, he, he picked you to be a part of His family, of His family team, his forever um, relational life, he wanted you in there. So he chose you. And and I think it's important for us to get that. I don't know how many of you as kids experienced, and I I don't know if kids still do this, things have changed, but when we were kids and we wanted to play some sort of organized activity, we would have teams, right? We would pick teams. And remember how teams were picked? Uh, The two, generally the best two sort of athletes in the group were the captains, you know. And and, uh, they were usually really mean. (laughs) And everybody else would be standing there uncomfortably and the captains begin to pick people on their teams. Have you ever experienced this? Most of you have gone through this, right? And and they would, they would pick people on their teams, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, the better athletes and those people and their friends and everything, they would, they would sort of come first, and then if you were younger than everybody else or maybe hadn't developed in that athletic skill or whatever, you were one of the last kind of couple people standing there, and by this point, you know, you felt like this big, and then it wasn't unusual for one of them to look at you and go, yeah, I don't want you anyway. You can go on that team. <laughs> Not that I ever experienced that. Oh, please help me, Lord. Uh, we all had measures of that right and so we, we know that feeling we know how good it felt though to be picked but that was a good feeling right when you know and hopefully in your, in your experience for, and when you got into something where you, when you were chosen that felt really good you were picked well see that's the deal God chooses you you weren't what was left over you, you weren't the last one and so he had no choice he chose you he, he, he wanted you on his team you mattered to him you're, you're a first round draft, draft choice like the top of the the top of the heap everybody in the room I want you 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 come on in and so he chooses you he chose you to be a part of this he called you you responded you were chosen that's how all that worked together so it's important for us to understand this and here's the the big reason once you know that that he chose you to be a part of this thing um, then you can you can live it out for him Instead of trying to earn something that you already have. We talk here all the time about living by doing the next right thing. It's something that comes up every week. We, we talked about it last week pretty much uh, all the time. And, and I, I talk about that. That trying to do the next right thing is, is sort of how we you know move into the will of God for our lives. That we're faced with lots and lots of choices. We choose Him. We're, we're choosing His way as we go. And that's an important part of what we do. But that whole concept doesn't work uh, unless you have a good understanding of how much God loves you and how he's chosen you because if you think it's all based on your performance you get stuck very quickly see in this life I want to live for him I want to do the next right thing but the reality is I don't always still I you know I I don't but I'm not thinking about not doing the next right thing I want to do the next right thing but sometimes I will choose not to but if my understanding of God isn't to a place where when I realize that I've made a choice that I shouldn't have made that if I think I'm trying to earn something from him I probably won't go to him and yet when I know that he's picked me and he loves me and he's chosen me when I realize I've gone my own way I can turn right around and go back running to him and, and he's, he's always going to receive me well so you have to know that because he chose me and so even when I've fallen short he still receives me. And I, have the, I hope you have a picture of this, uh, of God that, that when you've messed up, he's not there pointing a finger at you and he's, oh, you always are like that or you're never going to make it or you're no good or, uh, you know, that that's not God or if something bad happens, you think, oh, I'm being punished. Y- your perception's wrong. When we choose to, to do the wrong thing, which we will do, um, um, when we, but we know because he chooses us, he loves us, we go right running to him and, and that the reception is always the same this is my picture he just wraps me up in his arms and he loves on me he's always always going to receive me that way he always forgives me and always says now go and do the next right thing and empowers me to go and do it and, and that's the process it's always like that it, and, and I, I know it's going to be like that and it always will be like that he'll never do it differently you will never go and not get that reception but you need to know that well, people go well it means you can just go and do whatever you want all the time and you're never going to and that's not what it means when you're in this thing and you realize how amazing his love is and that he chose you your response is that you want to do the right thing you might not always get there but you want to you're not looking for loopholes last week I told you there's no better life than this why look for something outside of it so, so, you know, we're in process. We continue to mess up sometimes. We go running back to God. He loves us. He encourages us. And then He sends us to do the next right thing. And we continue to do that. But that needs to be your perception of Him. He chose you. And, and He always will. Chooses you. Picks you. First place. Loves you on His team. He's for you. Because the second thing I want to talk about is that you are precious to Him that's point number two you're precious to him, he, he chose you and you're precious to him you, you matter, he cares about you in ways you, you may not even comprehend I want to just look at um, two very short parables with you today these are life changing parables, two of my favorites and they only take three verses uh, between them and they're in Matthew chapter 13 and you've probably heard these parables, one's about a treasure in a field and one's about a pearl of great value and um, the wonderful thing about parables is Jesus taught in parables to make you think. And and it, it causes you to think about the depth of the parables and that they, in that, in the s- scope of the story, there can be several meanings that are all valid and that the Holy Spirit can um, quicken to your heart. Let me read them to you. It's verses 44 through 46. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Now, these two little parables, they're presented in, in a parallel way, which means Jesus is is using both parables to make the same point. And when, when you read them, and normally we would assign to that parable the meaning that this is the, the value of Jesus and that as a believer he's worth everything in our lives. There's nothing that will compare to him and it's absolutely part of what that parable means. But, but because it's a parable you can, you're, you can look at it different ways. And the, the way that I want you to see it today is this way. Little letter A. That you are the treasure in the parable you are the treasure. Matthew 13:44. the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field when a man found it he hid it again and then in his joy went and sold all he had and brought that field so you're the treasure, let's consider that Jesus is the man who found it and purchased it and here's what's happening Jesus bought the field to get the treasure that was you Jesus paid for all sin for all time for all people so that he could get your sin at this time and pay for that so he could be reconciled to you in this life now and forever and you could have a relationship with him um, you're his treasure he, 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 it's you that he was after uh, he paid it all so he could have a relationship with you so, so he bought the field then the field was all sin for all people for all time he paid for all of it he bought it all at the cross so that he could have you because you're his treasure and he wanted you above all else so you're his treasure in the same way little letter B you're the pearl you're the pearl in the story verses 44 and 45 again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls when he found one of great value he went away and sold everything he had and then bought it so um, a pearl merchant is someone that knows pearls very well I don't know much about pearls we may have had this discussion at some point in time Um, I I know that uh, my wife tells me that because she likes a pearl uh, that you can tell a difference between a real pearl and a fake pearl by rubbing it on your teeth you guys are aware of this whole thing but I wouldn't know what I was looking for and some of those teeth are a bridge anyway so they don't feel anything so I'd be like yeah I don't know something's not right here could be the pearl could be me (laughs) I don't know But in the story, we're talking about a pearl merchant. This is somebody who knows pearls, right? Better than anything. And he finds a pearl that he's willing to just give everything for because it's the the most amazing pearl that there is. And and here's the deal. In this story, this way, Jesus is the pearl merchant and you're the pearl. And, And Jesus came and found such beauty and such potential in you that he gave it all so that he could have relationship with you. God chooses you and you are precious to Him. And you need to know that. You need to allow that to sink in and to be a reality that you live by. Here's why. We have a very real enemy who does not want you to live in that reality. He wants to keep you far from that. He doesn't want you to experience the amazing grace and mercy of God. He doesn't want you to experience the very full and abundant now and forever life that Jesus came to give us. And so two of his favorite tactics, our very real enemy, are guilt and shame. He loves to use those against you to keep you from experiencing this part of our eternal life. See, when you come to Christ, he can't get that other part but he can still mess with this part and you think why would he mess with this part he doesn't want you to experience life because that's what he is and he doesn't want you to experience life in such a way that you're impacting the world around you for Christ and that's what's supposed to happen so if he can keep you all sort of bottled up and caught in and trapped down and critical and mean um, that's what he's going to do so you don't have an impact so he loves to use guilt and shame to sort of keep us from m- moving on in this life we have and the reality is all of us are broken. God knows that. He, he bought us that way. He, he, you, you ever think about that? He, he bought us broke. Uh, and so he's not, he's not surprised that we're broken. He, he purchased us in that condition. But, but he loves us anyway. And, and this is about his love for us. His love isn't conditioned on our performance, which is an amazing thing because none of us have that all worked out. He just loves us. And so knowing that he loves us and that we're chosen by him and that we're precious to him... Um, allows us to deal with guilt and shame so that it can't be used against us by the enemy. Third point. So get free from the guilt and shame trap. In our scripture reading today, at the end of verse 6, it says, The one who trusts in Him will never be put to shame. When you take this in, in what He's telling us, you know, when we get this amazing love that God has for us, that we're chosen by Him and that we're precious to Him, the enemy can't continue to work that mess on us if we don't allow Him to. And, and so um, we, we have to know where we stand. The writer of Hebrews 10.22 says this, "...let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed." with pure water see we we can draw near to God in full assurance of faith because of our great priest Jesus in in Christ we've been we've been forgiven and we've been cleansed and God sees you in the perfection of his son we've talked about that several times in this series but I want to make sure that that point comes home when God sees you he's seeing you in the perfection of his son which is an amazing thing that's justification such an amazing deal and so it's, it's not based on our performance it's, it's based on what Jesus has done for us he purchased us, if you would, at the cross you were the treasure, you're the pearl of great price he bought you so he could be in relationship with you and that relationship starts now and goes on forever and the holy, perfect, righteous God, creator of all things sees you in Christ as purified, holy you're his child, you're his beloved when you allow that to become who you are the enemy can't work guilt and shame on you any longer. He just can't because you won't take it. And, and it causes us to, to actually respond by doing the next right thing because there's nothing better. We, I wake up and I, I honestly think, Lord, I just want to live for you today. It's, it's my heart. I'm not looking for loopholes. I'm not looking for ways out. I'm not looking to do things that, that aren't good for me. Um, throughout the day, I may not always get it quite right because things happen you know, we talk about that all the time. Somebody could mess with me on the road <laughs> while I'm driving and cause me to forget who I am for a little while. But um, I come back from it. It's funny. You know, if you were here a few weeks ago, I told you about the story when I was making a right turn and into a turn lane and people were honking at me, but there was someone blocking the lane and they couldn't see it and I was getting all upset about it. <laughs> the person honking at me comes to church here. <laughs> We had a big confession time the other day. It was great. So (laughs) and he's like, No, really, honestly, the horn sticks. (laughs) All right. Kinda neat to hear different angles of that story. (laughs) I'm glad he didn't get out because he's way bigger than me. (laughs) Anyway, off track you get it the idea is you know i want to live right i want to do the next right thing because that's the best life there is um but when i don't when i know that he loves me i didn't have to earn it i could never have earned it it allows me just to keep this connection with him run back to him he loves on me and off i go again and that's where we find life so think about that this week you know think about how amazing it is to be chosen by him to be precious to him that you're the treasure you're the pearl. Let that sort of sink in and become your reality as you relate to Him and the world around you. That's where I'm going to end that uh, today. If you're watching my video, thank you for doing that. Come and visit us when you can if you need prayer. Go to the website. There's a prayer page and we will pray for you.